Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to the GQ podcast, Career Decisions. My name is Stuart McGurk, and I'm GQ's Associate Editor. We're at Farmhouse Down, a cosy cottage in the heart of Soho Farmhouse in Oxfordshire, where we'll be grabbing the stars of our GQ Heroes event to take them through the biggest moments of their careers, the decisions they've made, and the lessons they've learned. On this episode, the scourge of the president himself, author Michael Wolfe. So we're joined here by uh, Michael Wolf, uh, the notorious author of Fire and Fury uh, inside the Trump White House. Um, Michael, let's start on that book. That is obviously what most people at the moment, at least, will, I guess, know you for. Um, talk me through the process of getting that access in the first place, because I would imagine you are not the only person who wanted to do that book. It was the only story in in the world, really, it probably still is. Well, you know, I'm not sure about that. I mean, when this when this began, which was right at the outset of the Trump administration, I think many people, many people in the um, in the traditional journalism class, uh, as it were, were were appalled, repelled by Trump and the Trump White House, and. Um, um, saw themselves as strictly um, outsiders or actually perhaps saw Trump as the ultimate outsider, but there was no connection um, or no, no, there seemed to be no crossover between, between journalists and what journalists traditionally do and Donald Trump, who was anathema to traditional journalists. So it was really into that void, um, that um, that I came in and thought, why not? Um, this is the story of the of the uh, of the day of the age, and um, and I, I simply asked. <laughs> Were you? How long did it take since the first ask to be able to get to get the access or to be able to? Well, get out I, the door? there there was. I mean, one of the things in the process of doing this, you had to get over is again that traditional thing of. Of um, someone saying <laughs> yes, because actually nobody said yes, but nobody said no. So, um, uh, in effect, I just showed up. I just showed up at the front door of the White House and and knocked. And um, 
Um, and I, I, I can't say I was, I was um, welcomed with open arms, but I was not rejected either. So I just sort of, sort of s- slipped around and took to, a seat. Talk me through the reality of that, because I guess that's what I find hard to envisage. envisage. Uh, what was the majority of the time? What, well, what in, were you doing? In, well, were you in, sitting outside rooms, n- waiting. You know, for in 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 a practical a practical way, um, what happens is that is that if you have an appointment in the White House, that's that person puts you into the system, and and then you, and then you literally come in the front door of of uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue, and you go into the West Wing, and. Um, uh, and, and and you sit in the front f- foyer, um, which is really a sort of a pass-through area, and you you kind of see everyone. And your appointment comes to get you never on time, so you you're you're ending up on a on a um, uh, for for almost everybody sitting there waiting. And um, and this this went on. I, I mean, there 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 was an understanding. In the White House, a confused understanding, I, w- I would say, that I was supposed to be a person to talk to, that I, I was doing something there. No one knew quite what and no one knew who quite had approved this. Um, but everyone sort of thought someone else had had given approval to this. And, and this was a, a, a kind of – I mean I, th- I think genuinely a slipping through the cracks um, – um, you know, it, it, it's something. I mean, I've I've said this in, in many times, and it's I think it's hard for people to understand to say I'm I'm I, I wasn't there doing the job that journalists traditionally do. Um, um, I wasn't there to ask questions. Um, I was there to look and see and um, keep my mouth shut. Um, so that's a funny kind of thing for journalists who are always, you know, you know, um, you know what's happened this and justify and putting you on the spot. That is not what I did at all. I am just there as a as a as a set of eyes and ears. Yeah, and and do you find that that then disarms people that they almost stop seeing you well, as a journalist? Yeah, I don't know if it disarms them um, um, as as much as you don't particularly seem like. You don't necessarily seem like a threat. Yeah, um, and um, um, and uh, you know, I I think if people, I mean, you're looking for people who want to talk, um, who are willing to talk, um, um, and you don't want them to say what. I mean, if you're me, if you're a traditional journalist, you want them to say what you want them to say or you want them to address what you want to be addressed. That's not what I do. It's not my entire career. That is not what I've done. Um, I'm just um, um, I'm just there to um, I'm there on someone else's terms. And that's what I want to see. I mean, once in my early on in in. In, in my career, you know, I, I remember I was having trouble getting someone to 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 see me, um, um, and they said, "I, you know, I I really don't want to talk to you." And 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 I said, "You don't have to talk to me. I I'll just come and I'll just smell you." Um, and that was sort of what I do. I just smell. <laughs> Is that what you've used before? I'll I'll come and smell you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. How did 
the book as it was finished differ from the book you pitched to them in the first place? I didn't really pitch a book to them. I, I or I, I didn't pitch it in any any different terms than I've just just oh, okay. just described described to you. Um, uh, you know, I was not there. I mean, quite. I mean, I told them this, and and this was this was this was true. I was not there to put them on the spot. Um, I, I mean, in the end, some of them felt that they were put on the spot, but I, I wasn't there. I was there literally as an act of to perform an act of description. Would a competent White House have let you in the door? Probably not. I mean, I know that m- one of the senior Obama people after the book had, had, had come out and and he expressed incredulity. Um, and he said, in the Obama White House, if you had asked to do this, um, um, we would have we would have taken it under advisement. We have, would have analyzed it. We would have made phone calls. We would have looked at your at your um, your past work. We would have judged the upside and the downside, and then we would have turned you down. Yeah, I mean that's I'm, I think they were saying that on Pod, on Pod Save America, weren't they? I think I, I, I remember that. Is it is it almost? Uh, how do you see that about yourself? Is that is that a badge of honor to know that? Uh, a, a, a competent administration would would have seen that this was too much of a danger. I it's, I, I I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I'm um, you know I I'm well, not they're sure not worried about you. To then be perfectly you're... honest, I'm not sure it's true about the Obama White House. Really? I, and I'm not saying that I could get in anywhere, but you know, I kind of go where. Um, um, you know, I look for I look for some kind of rapport. Um, I mean, again, I don't want to do the job that other journalists do, which they do, and they do very well. One does not need another person doing that. Um, you know, as 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 much as there is this this moment in which everyone feels journalism is is. Um, um, is is being challenged and um, is operating against steep odds. I, I don't necessarily believe that. I think there are a lot of very good journalists doing doing what journalists do. I don't think there are a lot of people doing what I do, um, which is um, yeah. Let let me get into that because as you say, you you know you you your things you smell them. You're there as a kind of uh, a, a, a viewer of it. What is then? What is the difference between that and say what um, a Bob Woodward might do or a Maggie Haberman might do, where even though they're not going to be in the room, they'll talk to people who are in the room and they'll stitch it together from that. Why is why is no, that? Well, you know, I mean, I I do that, I do that also. Mm. Also, I mean, I think that the that the difference is is that they're interested in. Um, um, You know, I, my, I was going to say they're interested in the in 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 the facts, but then that puts me in the position of saying I'm not interested in in the facts. Um, so let me put it: uh, they're interested in. Um, well, I don't know what. Why, why should I speak speak for them? Again, I'm interested in what it feels like. I'm interested in the in the emotional subtext. Um, they're reporters. I'm a writer, and. Um, and that's not to belittle at all what they do. Um, 
Um, but I'm interested in how you express something. I'm interested in what people want to be expressed. Um, um, I'm interested in um, in the smell. Mm. Um, in everything that we that we now know and that's come out about Trump in in, in the Mueller report, which I guess is not as explosive as as some people thought or maybe even in wished it would be in, in, in kind of liberal circles. Is there anything that you look back on that you found out from the book that you look back on in a new light? You know, I mean, one of the things that, that I think has been um, heartening to me um, is, is that I was right. Yeah. Um, you know, that everything... You know, I think I approached this, I approached telling this story in a way that it hadn't been told before. Um, you know, the, 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 the way political reporters tell a story is, is about cause and effect. Um, and um, uh, the politician did this to achieve this. Um, and there's a heightened rationality about being a political reporter and about being interested in politics. That's what you're interested in, um, a, a, a system that moves in, um, in, in, in very predictable ways. Um, um, and if it's not predictable, it's, that's a kind, of, a kind of inverse predictability. Um, but it, 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 it all does this affects this, and, and, and the result is that. Um, and I came into this and I said, okay, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something wrong with that. Um, and um, um, th- that, that, that we've entered into new political territory, um, which nobody understands. Um, an emotional subtext um, of, of uh, that, that, that nobody writing about politics had ever encountered before. Um, and we can, we can put names to this, that um, um, whether or not Trump is, um, is a sociopath or is a psychotic or is a, um, um, or is, has, has such severe intellectual um, uh, disabilities um, or, or has no moral connection um, at all, has no empathy. I, we can go down the list of, of, of the ways that 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 um, that many people have itemized what could possibly be wrong with this man, um, but that still does not go take the next step to how do you express that, um, and, and 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 how do you create create a portrait in which none of the assumptions that that we use to write about politics um, hold, and. I think that's what I did, or at least moved moved somewhat to to saying to to, to sort of describing the situation, describing an entirely aberrant situation. And um, and when the book came out, everybody went, oh, "Oh my God!" You know, this is you know, um, I mean, there was a whole a whole moment, not just of of doubt about the portrait that I had, um, um, that I had drawn here. Um, but I think about what did then doubt about if this was true, what did it mean? And it threw everyone into a, a lather for a bit. Um, 
until virtually every subsequent subsequent account um, has um, has come to the same conclusions that I did. Yeah, I I read that you said you were almost surprised by the the reaction to it, considering that there was you know contemporaneous reporting from the New York Times about you know some of it, not all of it. There was there was a lot that was new, but it did follow what we broadly knew. No, I, you know, I don't think that that's true. We broadly know it now. Right. I mean, when Fire and Fury knew. came out, there was a kind of moment in which everyone said, no, this cannot possibly be true. Um, you know, we knew this and we knew that and we knew that, but this was still the President of the United States. This was still the White House. This was still, um, we were still functioning within certain um, um, uh, institutional understandings. Um that you know, we still believe Donald Trump had become the president for a specific reason, and he wanted to do certain things. And and at that moment in time, there's still the emphasis was that he wanted to do bad things, um, um, and and that's what people were reacting to. Um, um, they weren't yet reacting to the fact that he he didn't he didn't want to do bad things. He didn't re- arguably want to do anything. He wanted to do things that we had never thought were in the nature of being. Of, of, of being president. He wanted more celebrity. He wanted unlimited power. And he didn't even really want unlimited power. He just wanted unlimited power now in this moment to be forgotten about in the next moment. Um, and, and, and I think that's the, that's the, the, um, that's what nobody had quite yet come to terms with or, 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 or put into a succinct package. You've played down the the cease and desist letter that you got from Trump's lawyers in saying that it was the best thing that could have ever happened to you, and certainly that's true in terms of sales. But what was it like at the time? You can't that's can't have been an easy thing to shrug off, surely. Well, I, you know, I think I I mean it's I it turned out it turned out very well. Yes. So I I I have trouble. Um, was was there a moment of of doubt? I, I, I'm sure I'm sure there was, but in fact, everybody in the process, everybody involved with creating this book was um, implacable. Um, there was no no sense at any moment that anyone was distancing themselves from me. Um, rather, everyone was was solidly behind me. So. Um, was your first worry, though, that they might, that they might back down in face of that? You know, it happens so quickly, um, you know, and. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You, you know, the there was a leak from The Guardian. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was a sort of a roller coaster, a leak from The Guardian. Um, the book immediately went to number one on, on, on Amazon. The president responded, um, um, I, you know, and it's, uh, essentially the, what the president was, was, was after was prior restraint, was trying to stop the publication of, of the book. Instead of, uh, of, of, of that being the, the effect, rather the effect was the opposite, and the, and the publishers went into – Went in. I mean, this is we're talking. This this all happened within about an hour and a half. Um, um, the publishers went into high gear and pushed the publication forward. Um, so, so there was never really a moment in which in which I stopped to wonder what was happening because mm-hmm. it was all happening so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much money have you made from the book? M- well, I, you know, more money than I thought you could make from a book. <laughs> And I've written a lot of books. Um, Enough to buy a second house? Well, I, I haven't. So, um, um, but people in my family look look at houses. So, <laughs> okay, I think that's fairly plain. I try to discourage them. <laughs> um, is you know we we we've spoken about everything you've got right. Is there anything that you got wrong? Is there anything that you look back on now that's that? Maybe with the report that's come out, maybe with other reporting that you think, because contemporary history is always difficult. You're not going to get every detail right. So, is there anything that you did get wrong? No, I mean, actually, I mean, there's a whole. There was for a while a whole a whole kind of list that I got this name wrong and this spelled wrong and this and that and, um, um, and. Um, uh, you know, and and I think other than than the details that we were able to fix for the next printing, um, um, none of the main. No, points. no. I think that it was you know it was really we we I really came in, you know, very close to the to the to the bullseye on on this, which is, um, and 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 even. You know, the more important thing is to get, is is that I got close to the feeling of this. I th- I think that that's what why people responded to this to this book. I mean, this is you know this thing is happening in in in, in Washington, and everybody knows it's weird, but you can't make sense of it. And at that moment in time, I think that that I did the writer's job. I made sense of it. And and remember that's different from a reporter's job. A reporter's job is not really to make sense of it. A reporter's job is what happened now today. Um what's the what's the important thing that happened that we can um that we can tell our uh, tell our readers about. But our job is not to make sense of this. Um that's my job. Let's talk a bit about your book your previous book about Murdoch, um the man who owns the news. How did that differ in terms of your approach to to get it to happen in the first place not quite similar um you know i sort of um um i I sort of just asked um and um and at a point in time this was at a point in time when when i think he was open to doing this 
Um, you know, the, this this book. I mean, I I think I've spent more time with Murdoch than any other journalist um, ever in his you know um, decades long career. And this happened, you know, again as a, as a circumstantial thing. I mean, these things don't happen because you because you make because you can make them happen. They happen because the circumstances um um I mean I guess because they happen because of a fluke circumstance and yet they happen because you, this is you you've you've sort of cultivated a kind of the the kind of um I'm I'm trying to avoid saying you make this happen because you don't make this happen. Um, But at the same time, I guess you do. Yeah, there is a there is a little bit of of making your own luck, I suppose, if if that's the way to put it. You know, the thing on on the Murdoch thing, you know, again, everybody hated Murdoch. I mean, everybody in the traditional liberal media hates Murdoch. Nobody wants to, um, um, uh, you know, nobody nobody saw themselves i mean it was that this was going into the lion's cage i didn't i didn't i i didn't have i didn't see murdoch in terms of in terms of black or white i saw him as an incredibly fascinating figure um um and and on that on that basis and it's again the basis i was willing to i wasn't prejudging anything here um, you know, I th- I think I could have I've, I I could have written any book about 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 Murdoch. Um, matter of fact, I, I I mean the book ultimately he detested, um, but I I think it's actually a sort of a positive book. I I mean that that may be my issue and my problem. Um, um, but again, I just write what I see. Yeah. Um, and I thought I, I thought I I wrote what he what what the man who he is what he is and he would have he would have um he would have appreciated that i mean this is um, yeah i mean i'm i'm a little surprised he hated it as much as he he did because it's not like the you could say the trump book doesn't really at any point paint him in 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 a favorable light but i don't think that's true of of the murdoch book so are you surprised that he hated it so much i i I was i mean mean, I, i don't I, I'm never surprised or anything. I mean, I do I do my job. Um, you know, the pen having writ, I move on. Um, there it is. I and I I I just have no control over this, and I've written so much um, over such a long period of time. And the only thing I know is that you never know how some somebody is going to respond. Um, and 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 therefore, it's useless to think about. Yeah. Um, and I think when I have thought about it, um, because I like the person or wanted them to like me, then it all goes wrong. Then you're not writing a good, a good piece, and then you tend to get it wrong. So it's just you just free yourself from that, and 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 again, just look at it. You're you're trying. It's as though you're 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 doing a painting, and whoever is in front of you, just let me capture that in the best that I can, the best way I can. How did you first know that he didn't like it? Did you get a message from Murdoch? Yeah, I mean, I think well, they got a um, the Murdochs managed to steal a copy of the book, um, 
Um, actually, actually, there were three copies in London, and I knew exactly where they were, and they stole one of them. Um, so, um, and I, or one one of them was given to them, right. and I know who gave it to them, and. Um, um, I will not say who, but I know. Um, Do they know you know? Uh, yes, yes, I believe. I believe yes. Um, um, it's a person who should not have given the book. But anyway, we'll put that aside. Um, so they got it, and then immediately they they called uh, Murdoch's um, main sort of um, uh, sort of chief of staff. Um, uh, uh, called me and was was like and, and I remember he said he said he said but it's 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 all about him. I I said but it's a biography. <laughs> um, and then and then he said but it's so personal. Um, and then I realized of course that these people don't read books so they don't really know what a what a modern biography is. Um, you know, they think a biography. They don't read book. Murdoch owns a publishing house. <laughs> Meaning, reads books. Um, um, as a matter of fact, I went to, I interviewed his mother, who was then, I think she was about to turn a hundred, um, um, Dame Elizabeth. I went to Melbourne to interview her, and um, um, and and I remember she said, she said, "Oh, it's so interesting that um, um, uh, that you're doing this book about my son because you know he's never read one." Um, um. Uh, but anyway, I you, well, you that's, know, that's I thought, something that that, that that your two big subjects have in common, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a common thing about 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 men who are interested in in um in 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 power and worldly success and um, uh, living these lives of 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 constant conflict. Yeah, you probably don't have a lot of time to read. Um, um, I think Murdoch can read. I think Trump cannot read. So there's a somewhat of a difference there. But um, and what's your relationship with Murdoch like now? It's um, uh, not good. Um, you spoke last... to him for the Trump book, though, didn't you? No, no, no. Um, there is a Murdoch story in there. So yes. is that via someone else? It is. Right. It is. Um, um, I, in matter of fact, the last time I saw Rupert was not that long ago. Maybe, maybe this may be. Actually, probably slightly before I started on the Trump on the Trump book, um, uh, Roger Ailes was was um, was still um, was still running Fox, and I had gone to see Roger, who I've always been friendly with, and um, um, and R- Roger's office is on the was on the second f- floor, second or third floor of of uh, of the News Corp. Um, Fox News Corp um, headquarters, and so I got on the elevator to go down, and um, and there was no one on the elevator except me. Elevator goes down, doors open, um, and um, s- separated by about six feet was 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 um, from me was Murdoch. So we're standing there looking at each other, and this is the first time we've 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 come face to face um, since since the book, and we're looking at at, at each each other. Um, you know, remember this is a man who I've spent countless hours with, um, and we don't know what to do. <laughs> um, 
I mean, we're just there. And it's just like, um, (laughs) and so finally I put my hand out and I say, hello, Rupert. Um, And and he rears back so as not to have to uh, shake my hand Um, and then pushes forward into the elevator hits my shoulder and i thought oh my god i mean he's he's he's, st- he's still in in great shape <laughs> in good shape he's not yeah. a fragile guy um and then the elevators close and you know and i think to myself oh that went well <laughs> um i wonder i wanted to get your take on the fox uh 21st century fox sale to disney so you know i've read a piece in New York Times about this, where they they very much framed it as Murdoch's way to sort of solve a family problem. Is that the way you see it, or is it Murdoch being smart in business and as simple as that? No, no, I think it is definitely a family problem. I, I mean, that was an in, that that piece in the Times that was, you know, the revenge of James piece. Um, um, but it's true, um, or or at least at at least the the. Um, um the uh, w- what happened the, i think the details are probably depending upon who's telling them uh, but yeah but murdoch had no way there was there was uh, the, the tension in the family was such that he really had no alternative but to but to sell the company um somebody was not somebody um, there was not going to be one person to um, name Murdoch to rise to the top who could who could lead this company on. Do you see it the same as then? As you say, the the James that he is essentially now positioning himself to be almost the the anti Murdoch. Is, is, is that fair in terms of how? Well, I think I think it was. I mean, I mean, there there was an enormous dissension in the family, not only between family members um, who um, were were at odds with with one another, but about the meaning of of about what 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 the Murdoch Empire stood for. I mean. From James' point of view, and the point of view of James' wife and other members of the family, also there were, you know, the Fox thing has been, um, has has been incredibly hurtful and disturbing to them. Um, you know, these are uh, none of them. Then this is true also of Lachlan. These are not, um, uh, these are not Fox people. Um, and and Murdoch himself is not a Fox person. Um, I mean, he's a conservative. Um, I mean, he's obviously highly conservative, but he's not a far right winger. Um, he is just. But they they became locked into this money machine. Um, and you know, the truth is, and it will remain, that Fox is the creation of Roger Ailes. It reflected Roger Ailes. The Murdoch family has nothing had nothing to do with Fox. Um, they um, they 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 just got to be, got to benefit from from the the um, from all the money that Fox was was making, and at the same time, to be. Uh, um, you know, to find themselves in a position where 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 they had to, 
you know, make a devil's bargain. We don't like yeah. Fox, but we like that money. <laughs> um, and and just finally, that leads me neatly on to something I want to touch on briefly of there almost being a time when Michael Wolff was uh, a media a mogul, so to speak. Back in 2004, you led uh, a consortium to possibly buy New York Magazine. You, you know, throughout my career, I've done this a, a ridiculous thing of trying to do something to, to not be a writer, um, um, uh, you know, to try to start businesses and run businesses. And, um, and it's always been a catastrophe. And um, um, I hope that I have ultimately, after many, many years, uh, cured myself of of, of this and I never make money on these 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 ventures I've only made money on writing paragraphs um, and um, and I if not once a day um, once every couple of weeks I still think oh my god thank god um, <laughs> that um, when I tried to do this New York magazine deal it did not work out Michael Wolf thank you very much thank you Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.